0: Hey guys, this is A Simple Fix and I'm your host, Olivia Yoko Yoko for short. As a certified holistic health coach, I see firsthand how difficult it can be to decipher what is beneficial and what is unnecessary when it comes to wellness. Each week, I will discuss all things health and wellness, share my take on the latest trends, and provide simple fixes that make navigating wellness less complicated and more sustainable. I'm so happy you're here and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Olivia Yokobonis, this is A Simple Fix, and I am so excited because this is my first podcast episode. I am feeling super excited and super empowered in being able to create this podcast for you guys. So I wanted to take this first episode and share a little bit about myself, give you guys the inside scoop of my story and how I became a holistic health coach, and Hopefully that in the end this is an encouragement to you in whatever you are dealing with um, health-wise and if you are somebody who is wanting to step into this wellness space as well. This show is really focused on simple fixes for everyday wellness needs. I have found so much joy and fulfillment in simplifying my lifestyle, simplifying my wellness needs. So, That is what this entire podcast is going to be about, talking about all of the trends and the fads and really encouraging and empowering you to not feel like you have to have it all together all the time. And that is why I think that this is going to be the perfect first episode to share a little bit about my story and how I am still in my own journey, learning and growing and healing. So... The goal of this episode is to encourage you that you don't have to have it all together and that the goal of health and wellness is not perfection. So a little bit about myself, I have had my fair share of illness. (laughs) I was actually born in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. I was adopted when I was six months old and we always joke because I was adopted with my biological brother and he was six years old and he maybe gets sick once a year. And growing up, I was sick all the time I had a constant runny nose which was kind of like the running joke no pun intended I think my earliest memories truly were me being ill I think one of my first memories that I had I remember at around eight years old I got the infamous mono I think a common misconception surrounding mono is that it comes and it goes and you know it might linger for a while but once you have it you don't ever get it again and The virus that causes mono is called Epstein-Barr and it's one of the most common viruses in the entire world. It's found in as many as 9 out of 10 adults. So, What happens is EBV proteins can essentially turn on and off certain genes which is what changes how cells of the immune system function. It attacks your body's B cells, and that's a type of white blood cell, and that can impact various organs and various tissues. It causes an increased risk in a lot of different diseases, illnesses, health conditions, especially autoimmune conditions. And so, What happened to me was I got mono when I was eight years old. I remember going to the doctor, getting tested for it, and had to be at home for about two weeks. And after that period, I would have these flare-ups, it felt like. I would be super fatigued. I would have super inflamed lymph nodes, and I would have body aches and be super sore. And i didn't know what was going on in my body i remember feeling so hopeless in those states because i was you know a 12 year old 14 year old little girl who was just trying to live life experiencing these bouts of of fatigue and these bouts of body aches and and continuous colds that would never go away and i didn't know what was wrong with me and for so long, that was what I was used to. I was used to experiencing unwellness and I later on was able to go to a doctor who was absolutely incredible and helped me understand what EBV was and understand that oftentimes our body can experience reactivations. And so that was what I was experiencing throughout my entire childhood was the virus being reactivated. Oftentimes, there are many factors into having a reactivation of Epstein-Barr virus. Oftentimes, it's unmanaged stress or a secondary or co-infection. It could be nutrient deficiencies, especially those that are crucial for immune function. And it could be leaky gut. It could be a high toxin load. There are so many different variables, and what I didn't recognize in my life was that I was not somebody who managed stress very well. I was a young girl running around. I would go to dance and then eat an entire you know, Toll House pizza afterwards. And I was constantly sick. I always had digestive issues. And especially being adopted and being from a third world country, you never know what kind of toxins. I am sure I had parasites. I'm sure I had other toxins that were riddling my body. And those are all factors that could cause my reactivation in Epstein-Barr. Once I probably turned 18, I was able to really grab a hold of this virus and manage it through my food, through my exercise, through stress management, really allowing myself to be educated and supported by different practitioners and being able to find a solution and a resolution I continually get lab work, making sure that I don't have reactivation. If I feel like I am sensing things are flaring up again, I really focus on having nutrient rich foods, making sure that I am taking care of my gut, taking care of my immune system, really focusing on lowering my stress and supporting my body in its detoxifying systems. And as many of you know, if you have one chronic illness, you are bound to have more. So as soon as I felt like I had a handle on my Epstein bar, I got hit with the worst periods. I remember them starting really when I was probably 16 and I would have to take, you know, so much ibuprofen and I would have to stay home from school. I'd constantly be crying and telling my mom that this is not normal. This does not feel right. I do not know what is going on. And, you know, throughout those years, I really developed very painful periods um, that were just not manageable and I finally was able to go to a doctor who really heard my concerns and recognized the symptoms and was able to diagnose me with endometriosis and I want to note that endometriosis is not something that you can necessarily diagnose without a laparoscopy and um 10 years ago I was just struggling and people were telling me to take ibuprofen and they were telling me to take a long bath a hot bath and use a heating pad and that'll be over soon and that was really what I was experiencing for years before I finally understood that these symptoms could very well be endometriosis. And if you are not familiar with endometriosis, it's a condition in which the cells similar to the lining of the uterus or the endometrium grow outside of the uterus. So endometriosis often involves the pelvic tissue and can envelop the ovaries and fallopian tubes and other organs that surround your reproductive system. So it can affect the bowel, it can affect the bladder, it can affect your liver, um, it can affect your spinal cord, your nervous system, so many different factors and the average endo-diagnosis is 10 years, so imagine suffering for 10 years before having any answers. If you're somebody who is listening to this and you're like, that sounds kind of familiar or that sounds like something that I'm experiencing... These are the symptoms. The symptoms of endometriosis, you have painful periods, chronic pelvic pain, pain during or after sexual intercourse, painful bowel movements, painful urination, fatigue, depression or anxiety, bloating and nausea. The list goes on. There are so many different symptoms and so many different factors that play into endometriosis and before I had received my you know diagnosis I was feeling so misunderstood so lonely so fearful I was in pain half of the month and was not understanding why and something that someone said to me once was just because it is common, does not make it normal. So if you are experiencing these painful, painful menstrual cycles, it is not normal. Yes, it might be common, but it is not how our bodies should function. We should not have to be laid out in our beds for multiple days and being depressed and discouraged and loathing our bodies. And I felt so guilty. I felt like the party pooper. Um, I felt like I was a burden to people because I would cancel plans or I would be super emotional. You know, I really tried to find different solutions for myself. I really focused on managing my pain as it came rather than managing my pain proactively throughout the, the month. And after many cycles of me being in pain, me passing out, me having concussions and me having burns on my stomach from my heating pads because that was the number one solution. After taking an exorbitant amount of painkillers, I developed stomach ulcers and I spent about a year and a half not being able to eat anything. And so on top of me experiencing these debilitating menstrual cycles, I had these stomach ulcers that prevented me from being able to digest my food, prevented me from being able to keep my food down, so I really developed this disordered um, pattern of eating because I was in so much pain, I was so miserable, I was constantly experiencing nausea at all times and it it was because of the overuse of really the one thing that was providing me relief. Through my period and I had to take a step back and really look and say I need support I can't do this on my own anymore I don't have all of the answers and I am destroying my body once like one cycle at a time and I finally was able to find support. I remember going to a naturopathic doctor who was able to support me in healing my stomach ulcers, support me in being able to start eating again, keeping food down. She was able to really support me and and create provide solutions that were helpful and were sustainable and were not overwhelming to my fragile self (laughs) because at that point I was just I was at rock bottom I would wake up in the morning and I would work from the moment that I woke up to the moment that I fell asleep because it was the only thing that distracted me from the misery that I was experiencing and she helped me to really find new purpose and find um, forgiveness over my body for the way that it has been operating. You know, it's not our faults. And I think that that is a huge thing that people with chronic illness experience is that they be, they, they experience this self-hatred that is unexplainable because it's not about our looks. It's about our ability. It's about our, functionality. It's about us feeling like our body has betrayed us in the deepest of ways that we are unable to function on a normal basis, doing normal things because our body is unable to do so. And she supported me in learning how to forgive myself and learning how to have grace over myself. And I still am not fully healed. I still experience bad periods. I still experience depression and anxiety when my period is coming up. I am not perfect, but seeing the amount of growth that I have had from that point has been massive. Once I was able to really heal those stomach ulcers, I really reflected and recognized that I still had a lot of healing to do, that I had a lot of work to do regarding the way that I thought about food ever since I was unable to eat it for so long. I recognized that that disordered pattern of having fear of how food would affect my body, how it would make me feel, was was still crippling me. And so I found an incredible health coach. Shout out to Heather and shout out to Amy. And I am still supported by them to this day. And I remember I think my first call with Heather, I cried. I sobbed and was sharing just how I felt so low and how I felt I felt overwhelmed by the way that my body was functioning and I wanted to change. And I received the most amazing support and I remember I had expressed to her, you know that I felt disqualified to to be somebody that could support others in their healing, support others in their wellness journeys, in their health journeys. And she reminded me that oftentimes, The best supporters are the people who can truly empathize with you. The best health coaches are the people who have experienced their own health struggles, their own pain, their own disappointments with their bodies because they understand and they are able to encourage you in that fight. And that is exactly what Heather did for me. And I decided afterwards to go and get my certification from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And, you know, even just for myself, that education has been so empowering and so helpful to me. And without the encouragement from my own health coaches, I wouldn't have done it. I would have left that thought and that desire in the past because it had been something I'd thought about for years. And really, I let my own health issues and my own health struggles be the thing that disqualified me. I believed that because I wasn't, because I didn't have perfect health, that I was disqualified from being able to be someone who could support others in their own healing journeys. And that is the biggest lie. You do not have to be in perfect health. You do not need to have it all together. You do not need to have all of the answers to be a support system for other people. I found so much help and support from my own health coaches and they're not fully healed. They're not perfect and I have found so much encouragement and joy in being able to support others but the big shift that happened was I finally felt empowered in my own pain to do something about it. I found so many methods that have helped me physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually. And I am able to take on every day with joy. I have been able to look at my body and and love it for the way that it functions and understand that it needs nurturing and that it's doing its absolute best to care for me, to give me a good and beautiful life. And i found that I can change my lifestyle through the smallest shifts and those things make the biggest difference in my health and my wellness. I've been able to create sustainable practices and rituals for myself. I don't have to work out every single day. I don't have to have a perfect self-care routine. I have found the things that work for me that really truly make a difference and benefit my life and really provide me with the life that I desire to live. And I was only able to do that when I recognized that you don't have to be healed to have an impact in the wellness space. Some of the people that I admire the most are still dealing with chronic illness and that is not something that disqualifies you from finding healing for yourself or supporting others in finding healing. So if you were able to take one thing from this podcast episode, it's that your chronic illness does not disqualify you from being a place of support and education for others. So my encouragement to you, if you are experiencing chronic illness, if you have been searching for answers and have not yet found them, I think that finding a support system, whether that is a group chat, a community, even, I mean, I go to Reddit often <laughs> to find support and to find um, empathy. And if you are able to find a support system for yourself there will be so much encouragement and I promise you there will be people when you build that community and you grow and empathize with one another there will be people who will say oh my gosh I learned so much from you you have supported me in the best ways even in your own pain so all in all you do not have to have it all together to be a support system for someone. And if you are in need of that support, there are so many different resources. I would be happy to provide you with different resources um, for different chronic illnesses, different groups, and of course I am here. I am an email or a DM away if you ever need a pep talk. I, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I am the queen of pep talks. And if you even want to go a step further and need deeper support, I have one-on-one coaching and I am continuing to develop group coaching programs for community and accountability and empathy in different ways. So I hope that this episode was an encouragement to anyone who experiences these chronic illnesses, who has been overwhelmed by the lack of answers. I hope that you find encouragement in this episode that you are able to feel a little bit more empowered in your own healing journey, that you Choose to just take the next step forward that you don't give up, that you don't lose sight of the end goal of your desired outcome, that you don't lose sight of the desired life that you want to live and I hope that this gives you a little bit more resilience and is that it's a reminder and I hope that it's a reminder to you that nobody has it all together and that you are not disqualified, that you are not Um, unable to support other people in their own healing journeys or to receive support from others, you are not too broken, you are not too far gone, you have not hit rock bottom too many times to not be picked back up again by a support system. And if you are someone who is interested in stepping into the wellness space and really creating a career surrounding this I would absolutely love to talk to you I would love to hear your own stories Um, you can always message me and we can pick a time to just chat and if you ever need support in that way I am always always here I hope you enjoyed this first podcast episode I will be releasing episodes every single Monday you can always send me a message for Any topics that you want to be discussed, my final words to you are remember that the goal of health and wellness is not perfection. You do not have to have it all together. Take a deep breath and give yourself some grace and take the next best step forward because that's just what we're all doing around here. I cannot wait to continue this podcast journey and I'm so grateful for everybody who has listened to this episode and I will talk to you all next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of A Simple Fix. Be sure to leave a review if you enjoyed what you heard. You can follow me on TikTok and on Instagram at Olivia Yoko Health and if you're interested in any of my coaching services you can learn more and get in touch with me on OliviaYokoHealth.com. Talk to you next week.